0: Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. I'm going to light a fuse and then it's going to get to her in just a few minutes. And what happens when the fuse hits what it's connected to? That's what's going to happen. Um, so I'm, um, sometimes I get to be the other end of, of it. And actually next service, it's going to be different. I'm going to, I'm going to tag on the end. So I'm lighting the fuse this time, and uh, the other time I'm going to be at least the end of something that's at the end of a fuse. Um, But, um, you know, it's very, very interesting. Um, You know, these guys were talking about how it's a challenge to transition sometimes from worship into a message. And you want to do it in such a way. Haven't you ever been in, like, it's just lit, the worship's this, and then all of a sudden it transitions, and it's like that was the most disjointed I mean, it's like what just happened there. It's it's disturbing. That's not going to happen today. It already didn't happen because Jesse was like, you know, seriously transitioning from from a word. But we're going to do exactly the same thing. You know, we've been for years now. There's been such an emphasis, such a message of becoming love, and you're never going to go too 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 far if you emphasize God's love and becoming love. But I think a lot of us never really thought about why would God be emphasizing love so much if we weren't going to be heading into a climate of hate? See, we didn't like, we love the just, let's just bask in the love. But you got to understand that the reason he's been emphasizing love and underlining it and circling it and highlighting it It's because of some of the things that he said in like, you know, Matthew 24, you will be hated by all because of my name. Do you know the antidote to hate is is more love? So when we say, Lord, more love, more love, I want more, I want more, let's not be selfish about that. It's because we're going to need it. See, a lot of us are, oh wait, I, maybe I'm going to leave this church or this move of this, this, this emphasis, emphasis of joy. You know, it was Tertullian in the second century that wrote this. He said, the ankle doesn't feel the chain when the mind is in heaven. In the middle of persecution, they were encountering God. Tertullian got involved in a in a, in a really like a second generation or second century charismatic movement that maybe got a little bit wild in some ways. It was a prophetic movement and an encountering God movement. And they were, you know, they were digging the wells of the prophetic again and stuff. But, you know, what happened in the second and the third century? Things like persecutions would break out and people would lose their lives. Again, Jesus, the same one who said, you'll be hated by all, he said, they will kill you, you know? So more love is the prescription, you know? And so um, I'm I'm reminded just during worship as well that, you know, it was Mike Bickle who we love. And, you know, one thing that you guys got to realize in the Christian life is that you have to have a balanced diet. And sometimes we get involved in stuff and areas and places where the diet isn't totally balanced. And if you only eat a certain type of food, it's not going to be healthy. And um, it was back in 2014, through a real father of the faith, a guy named R.T. Kendall, a real spiritual father, he, he gave this word, and he felt it was for the body of Christ, especially those of us on the more charismatic side of things, is that we need to start reading our Bibles systematically. We need to, we need to handle all of the word of God and all of God's counsel, because there were so many that were just you know, tapping into one vein, but because they only drank from one doctrine or one emphasis, today they're into false teaching. I can't even endorse some people that I used to do conferences with today because they're not heretics yet, but I'm telling you they probably are on the way to heresy because they emphasize one truth to the neglect of others. You know, we love rest, we love receive, we love these words. But there's also words in the scripture like endure and train and resist. You know, it was Mike Bickle who said the Christian life is essentially three things. It's no, it's resist, and it's pursue. Or no, pursue, resist, whatever. And if you don't know who you are, you're going to get messed up. But I want to tell you right now, there are people out there that only emphasize the identity message of knowing they're not resisting and they're not pursuing and they're wiped out. Because... He talks about a three-pronged stand. If you don't have all three of those things, if you don't know who you are, you're going to be messed up. We, you know, we have this daddy, right? You know, this daddy who loves us. We know who we are. But that same daddy who loves us also oversaw his own son being tortured and killed. And Jesus was still singing, ha, ha, hallelujah, even when that was happening. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. This is part of the full counsel. And so I, w- I don't want to lie to you guys. Some of you are like, well, I'm kind of not into this heavy word stuff. It's like it's in the book. <laughs> Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. I'm not into that obedience stuff. I want to be into sloppy agape and, and, and that you know, um, you know, that soft grace message. No, 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 no. You don't understand. It's a two-sided coin. Obedience and love. You flip the coin and it says obey. If you do not obey Jesus, guess what? You do not love him. The closest disciple to Jesus said that. If you don't obey him, you don't love him. You know? So people that have tried to divorce obedience from love, that's a false teaching. Resist those people. Get away from them. So know and resist and pursue. You know, tonight... Or tonight, it seems that we're in a nightclub and it's dark, and some people are feeling they're drinking from the new wine, you know, it's all, it's all of it. I think it's so awesome that you guys meet in a nightclub. Um, You know, may you always stay here. I love it too, because there's just comfortable places to sit, you know, the only thing lacking is, and I know it's a nightclub, but like really deep carpet everywhere. So it could be carpet time could be more comfortable. So, right now I'm about to hand the microphone to my favorite preacher, you know, um, for a lot of different reasons. But I'm not, I'm not kidding. What She carries something, and it's, she carries something that she has pursued, but she also carries the presence. And even as we were driving down the 73 to get, or up the 73 to get here this morning, you know... What she releases, if, if God anoints it, it's going to change your life, you know? And right now, in this year, there's a real grace to get back in the race, to get unstuck. This is what, this is what God is, is saying to us, because we need to be able to run the race with endurance. So many people are falling out of the race, you know? I've run a couple of marathons. I want to tell you this. Not as many people finish them that, as, that start them. It's just, just the reality. I don't know what the percentage is. Depends on the marathon, I'm sure. Jesus was far more concerned with how we finished this race than whether or not you launched out in a sprint. People do that in races. It's hilarious. You see, it's like we're going 26.2 miles and the opening guys, okay, the Kenyans and the Ethiopians, they start sprinting and they never stop the whole time. But everybody else, you know, people want to get out in front, and then all of a sudden you see this guy, mile five, and it's like, what happened to Mr. Sprinter guy at the beginning? You know? So, the reason I'm saying this is because of 1 Timothy 4.7. This was Paul writing to Timothy. He said, train yourselves in godliness. Again, in some of our circles, nobody has even said that verse to us in years, Train yourself in godliness. Do you realize that if you want to finish the race, you need to train yourself in godliness? Oh, that's a heavy word. That sounds like performance. Deal with it. Paul wrote it to Timothy. Train yourselves in godliness. And the reason that I'm so excited about this this verse this morning is because I'm about to introduce somebody who has, my wife has trained herself in godliness, you can have an encounter with God, you can come into a service, you can spend some time on the carpet and feel his love and his presence and shake and, and all that stuff, but the, the bottom line is, is there are those types of experiences, but the normal way that we grow in the Christian life is we train ourselves in godliness. And, 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 and we learn how to run in such a way, Paul said, so that you win. Win. You know what winning was for Paul? Not finishing first. Finishing. Finishing was what was winning for Paul. And so with that, I want to introduce Natalie to come up here. So I want you to, you know, Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. There are, there are things in this room, there are Things in your life, there are distractions that would right now want you to tune out, to get distracted, to start looking what's coming in on social media. It will be there after the service. It will be there. You know, turn off the phone. I want you to hear what she's about to release. Some of the keys, some of the things that she's going to share are, are actually the key to your breakthrough today. Because let's face it, we're all stuck somewhere. And some of us are so stuck that, you know, stuck isn't even a good word, you know, full on bondage might be a better description, you know, I'm sinking in, and and I want to tell you right now, there is a grace right now, God wants you to believe again that you can get unstuck, so that we can kick butt and take numbers going forward, you know, depopulating hell along the way, so anyway, with that, this is Natalie.
1: So, I know a lot of you in your own lives are waiting for breakthrough. How many are waiting for breakthrough in some area of your life? Yeah, pretty much everyone, right? Um, So, we're starting, so, we've been in the Middle East for 27 years, um, raised two kids there, now they're here living here, and we're still there. Um, and we're not coming back until God shows us to come back. But it's been a wild ride, and I could speak for hours about all that. But I want to bring a message. Okay, by the way, if I do that, that's the Holy Spirit, not to alarm you, if some of you have never seen that. Um, it's the Holy Spirit, just kind of like, it feels like a lightning bolt of energy and power. So it's, it's really awesome and fun. Um, not trying to do it. And I was telling, telling another church this. if I was going to like make up a, fan, a manifestation or a fake one, this wouldn't be it. <laughs> I don't know what it would be, but this would not, but thank you, Jesus, whatever you want to do. Right. So, um, cause some people are like, are you faking it? Would I choose that one? You know? So, um, or like sometimes it comes out in a very loud groan, like from Romans eight, cause I was reading about groanings. I started groaning a lot after this dream I had. And I'm thinking, this is weird. You know, this is really weird. Um, and so anyway, just, I'm not one of those weirdo people, but it does look like I am. So anyway, um, I guess I am. Okay. So I want to share with you, um, about some break, the breakthrough is happening. Now, if God can break through into a Muslim's life, I'm going to, you know, set the bar really high he can break through in your life. Like, I I just want your faith to like go up like this when you hear these stories of what, you know, God is doing in the Muslim world. Um, Right now in Kuwait, so we're just, we're in Kuwait. We've been in a few other countries in the last, you know, 27 years, but we've been in Kuwait for 10 years now. And um, so there's 2 million Kuwaitis. And right now, what we know we know there must be many secret believers revival going underground but we don't haven't seen that yet but there are about 20 kuwaiti believers that were muslims and have become christians 20 out of 2 million so we're waiting we're, we're waiting for revival right we're waiting for revival but when you even hear of one when you have only 20, I mean, it's like, I mean, we just like start screaming, you know, because you know, you here you go to Harvest Crusade and thousands become Christians, but we're like, you're a Christian. Like we get so excited, right? We cannot believe that even one Muslim becomes a Christian because when they sign up, when they sign up, they consider the cost here. We don't tend to do that. We don't consider the cost. You know what the cost is there? Death, getting your kids taken away, being flogged, being beaten, losing your job, losing your car. I mean, these are real. This is real. They literally consider the cost. I was, I was speaking to a, um, an Iranian woman who was a Muslim, became a Christian. She was getting her nails done. And one of my friends in our group was there. And so she went up to her. She's like, excuse me, do you have neck pain? And um, she's like, yes. How did you know? right? The magic, the amazing question you get. And so she was able to share with her, God, Jesus showed me. And she's like, do you know Jesus? She's like, yes. She's like, I've been wanting to know Jesus since I was a little girl, but I've had no one to tell me about him. Can you imagine? You're just getting your nails done, which I'm men, okay. You know, <laughs> you're getting a shave or whatever. You know, and, and you're, you're right there. All, you know, she could have not done that. She could have just said, ah, I'm kind of tired. I'm at the, so I'm getting my nails done. I'm having a break. But no, she was obedient and just took tiny step. And then Jesus just went whoosh right? He just came in like that. And and you're like, are you joking me? You've, like, she was, you know, whatever, in her 40s. Her whole, like, since the time she was young, she's wanted to know Jesus, right? So, then that friend, I got to <laughs> meet with her. It was amazing. Um, and and I, I just, you know, I was telling her all about Jesus and the cross. I mean, just can you imagine? No one's ever heard it. And you get to tell them about the cross. You get to tell them about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You get to tell them how he heals. You get to tell them how he saves. I mean, how she, how she, yeah, it's just so incredible. And so I said, what do you think? Do you want to follow Jesus? And I thought she was going to say, yes. And she said, No. She said, I need to go home and think about this, because if I go to Iran and I enter the country and they know that I'm a believer and I have my daughters with me, they will kill me on the spot. I was like, you go home. you go home and you think about that because I can't, I can't tell you to do, I can't encourage you to do that. I can't tell you to do that. That has to be 100% your choice. And I just, I was just so, um, you know, I was just so happy that she was honest with me and just said, I have to consider the cost. Um, but she kept experience she was continued to come to our, our our house like a house church she continued to come and just experience the presence of God which when you experience his love um, that's my, my thing, to, my, my, my talk today is about his love because when these Muslims that become Christians experience his love, it's in such a deep way that they're like, I don't care if I die. I don't care if, I mean, you care, but I'm not going to let that stop me f- even though my kids might be taken away. Maybe I'll be killed. Maybe I'll be beaten. Maybe I'll lose my job. They're experiencing God's love that much. Can you imagine that they are willing to give up everything, lose everything, their family—they kick their families, kick them out. I mean, talk about love. So um, she just began to experience God's love, and then she came to me one day, and she's like, "Dave gave a sermon about being all in," <laughs> and she came up to me, she's like, "I'm all in, I'm all in, I want this, you know." And I was like, "Oh my goodness, I need to be baptized. I want to be baptized. I want to go through that thing you say, deliverance or something, you know." <laughs> very funny. And I was like, okay, here we go. Uh, We also do deliverance. It's a big deal in the Middle East. You know, if someone's been a Muslim, becomes a Christian, we do, we do a very thorough, you know, deliverance, renunciation. And that's when we see, because we saw so many, we saw many Muslims going back into Islam because they did not renounce. You know, we also see that with Westerners now, too, that, you know what, if you don't cut off all the ties from your past and your sins and your Ouija boards and your whatever you've done, you you will be tempted to keep going back to that vomit, you know? So anyway, I encourage deliverance. Anyway, so (laughs) Stuart and Kathy, they taught me everything we've been doing in the Middle East. But so I just want to encourage you that breakthrough is Right, it's so close. It's like the size of a man's hand right now, but it's coming and we're seeing it in the Middle East. So, on, on, before Christmas, right after Christmas, I had a dream that it was going to be Christmas on Friday. We meet on Fridays because that's the Islamic holy day and everybody has that day off. So we were meeting that day and I had two dreams that week that it was going to be Christmas on Friday. And I was like, oh my goodness, what is God going to do? You know, I mean, when when you have a dream, you're like, what present am I going to get? You know, I couldn't believe it. So, um, you know, I get there on Friday night. I'm like, I don't know what God's going to get me. You know, so, um, you know, we get there and uh, one of the Women that had been a Muslim, become a Christian. She's in our group. She's amazing. That's a whole other testimony. Amazing. Beaten all night by her family, all night because they found her Bible. Beat all night by your own parents, and all and they just said, "Say you're a Muslim again." say you're a Muslim again. Say there's one God, but God, and Muhammad is the prophet of God. That's all she had to say. She could have faked it. Okay, I am. Okay. Then they would have stopped. She was only in her early 20s, and she, she had experienced the love of God, and she's like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving up Jesus. I've never been loved like this. I've never been accepted like this. I've never been told that he will never leave me. I've never have had anyone in, in her, she's never had anyone in her life that was ever even, a, even close to that. She's like, no way, you can beat me all day, you can kill me, you can take everything from me, and they did, and they didn't kill her, and she just stood. She just stood. So she is an amazing evangelist. Oh my goodness, and fearless, because guess what? She already died. She already died, Right? So what, what, we, what we tend to do is like we die, then we jump out up, right? I want my rights. You don't treat me like that. What are you saying? You don't, you don't, you don't do that to me. No. I want this. You don't give it to me. I'm back up. Then we die. I'm back up again. You said what? Or, you know, whatever it is. You know, whatever the rights you believe you have or things that make you come back alive. It's like she died that night permanently. Just bam. Just beating, 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 you know? And she, and she lived through it. And now she's Fearless. Fearless. So it's so cool because then she just, she has her Bible out at work. Everybody knows she was a Muslim, became a Christian. It's uh, dangerous for her. It's dangerous. But she's like, I don't care. This is what I want to do. I want everyone, everyone to know Jesus in this country. Amazing. And she doesn't come from the rich family because she's not Kuwaiti. She's African but grew up in Kuwait. So she speaks Arabic like a Kuwaiti. So some Kuwaitis, you know, they're rich and that. No, she's from a very, very poor family as well. But yet she just... Preaches and tells everyone about Jesus. She learned how to heal people and get words of knowledge, um, as well. And so that's really fun as she goes into coffee shops and, and any, at her work and just pre and just shares Jesus. You know, just shares him, just shines this light out wherever she goes. So she brings a girl with her, and I'm thinking, where's this girl from? And I'm like, where are you from? She's like Kuwait, and I'm like. Oh, she's like, I was a Muslim, I became a Christian. I'm like, what? You know, I'm like, this is my Christmas present. You know, I'm like so excited. I mean, can you imagine, right? There's like only 20, right? Or whatever, 20 that we know of. And they're not even the 20 like that are tight and they're the core group and they're the Bethel of Kuwait. No, they're like, they're like kind of, you know, like, you know, not all of them are like Ophelia. Oh, sorry, I saw her name. Anyway, okay, not all of them are like her. So anyway, she begins to tell us, that she is from this Bedouin tribe. And I was like, well, how did you get led to the Lord then? Because this other woman didn't lead her to the Lord. And she's like, oh, two other sisters um, in the Bedouin, another Bedouin tribe led me to the Lord. I'm like, there's more? <laughs> there's more? She's like, yeah, and then they, led o- then they led others to the Lord. I'm like, what is happening? You go from, you don't know there's any in, the, in those tribes. We've been praying for those tribes for like twenty five years, you know, in the old days, we get the we get all the tribes. There's many. It's all tribal in the Middle East. You get the tribe name out, and you're like, Lord, the Mteris, the Otabis. It's gonna sound strange all these names, you know, the whatever that, the different tribes. Lord, save them. Lord, visit them in Jesus' name. Guess what he did? He did it. He did it. He did it. He did it. It's unbelievable, guys. Jesus is so real. If you don't believe he's real and you're questioning, come and visit us in Kuwait. It actually isn't, isn't dangerous. Our border countries are, but it's not. Come and visit us because you will see miracles. You will hear these testimonies. You will see people. They meet Jesus. Jesus comes to them in the dream. They're doubting. I don't know if you're really God. Okay, um, Jesus, will you give her a dream? Sure. Next say, hi, I'm Jesus. I'm God. Okay, I'm a Christian. These are real. These are not like these are not, these are not hearsay. I talk to people that have had these dreams. I've talked to people that the wall said, I am the way, the truth, and the life in blood. In blood in her dream. She was wondering, is Jesus the way? I think he's a great guy. He's a prophet. But is he really, you know, is he really God? Anyone that doubts, don't try to debate him. Let them encounter God. Just say, I'm not gonna debate you right now. If you have atheist friends, agnostic friends, I'm not going to debate you right now. That's what we we will not do. We used to debate before we knew the power of the Holy Spirit. So um, it wasn't fun. (laughs) It was like, you know, putting your head against a wall for like years. So then, so awful. Um, So what, even Dave, even though, you know, he's like, you know, as you can tell, super intellectual guy, he could debate and use the Quran, And we memorized some of the Quran to debate. We were good. But guess what? Zero fruit. Zero, zero in debating. So you 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 say something like that. You know what? Okay, just let me let me let you encounter God's presence right now. Do you want to feel something, or you just say, "Okay, I'm gonna pray you have a dream tonight." I'm gonna pray you have a dream. I, I led a um um I was I led a uh, high caste Hindu to the Lord one time, and and they have a lot of gods and all that. That was a whole new realm for me. I was like, I'm kind of used to Islam, not used to Hinduism. But anyway, she's like, you know, I followed this guy. She gave her life to Jesus, but he's like, I just. I just keep wanting to go back to Sai Baba. I just want Sai Baba. He's helped me all my life. And I just really, I, I can't get let go of him. I feel bad about leaving him and going to Jesus. And I was like, okay, well, let's just ask Jesus to show you, right? So maybe some weeks passed. It was so awesome. So I don't know what you do with this theologically, but it, it worked, right? So sure enough, Sai Baba comes to her in a dream and says, it's okay, I'm, you, you didn't betray me. You can go ahead and follow Jesus now, and, and we're done. I was like, you, wait, what? Like, how awesome is that, guys? Come on. So if you have a friend that's like, you know, if they're really, truly atheist or agnostic, and they're not, they're not threatened by anything, just like if you're honestly an atheist or agnostic, let's ask God to show up. Let's ask God. I'm going to pray right now you get a dream that Jesus shows you that he is God. Because he's into that. You know, because he longs, he longs for us to follow. him He longs to love us. He longs us for us to be in that abiding in God's love. You know, John fifteen. I just can't get out of that. But he longs for us. He's welcoming us into this, like this swirl of his love the, the triune love, the triune love. With John fifteen nine, um, just you know that the, the same way. I cannot get off this verse. The same way the Father loves Jesus, He loves you. The same way the Father loves Jesus, he loves you. Read it, John 15, 9, it's right there. And then there's the flip in, close to there. Anyway, where Jesus, you know, it's like all the love of the Trinity is the same love they have for you. Because you know what? Love is not different. Love doesn't have temperatures and and levels love is a hundred percent love is the highest speed you can go love is you know number 10 on the dial of dial is highest love love is one dial it's not that it's like we have all different levels of love that's not god's love he loves you god you you everybody he loves you as much the father loves you as much as he loves jesus wow that's a lot of love and that's what he's inviting you in. That's what he's inviting us into. And he's inviting Muslims into it. And so you know what? If they can endure that, there's a grace that you can tap into too. If you say, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can, I can live this life. I don't know if I can get, get, go through what I'm going through and, and experience the love and the peace and the joy that God has for me. You can. You can. I just want to cut off that light of night today. You can, in Jesus' name, if a Muslim can be beaten all night, and it's not like she had been a believer a while, okay? She'd been a believer a month, so it wasn't like she was really mature and she could handle the beatings, you know, that she'd worked towards it. She'd been 15 years in the desert, and now she's coming back ready to be beaten. No! She's like a month old in the Lord. So there's that love that had just captured her, and she was able to get, go through that, and so much more. There's so much more that she's gone through. So I just I invite you to, to look at John fifteen and just stay there, just stay there and stay on that verse i 'm telling you, I think about it every day all day i 'm like, Lord, I have to have more revelation of this of this love because if we are walking in a way, if we 're walking in this love, the love of the Trinity, what else do we need we don 't need likes, we don 't need followers we don 't need someone to post about how amazing we are, or to, to um, here she is. She's ready to be a speaker now. We don't, need, we don't need platforms. We don't need to promote ourselves. If we are fully, fully aware of the triune God, I'm begging you, the Holy Spirit, just reveal this love to us. We have to walk in it, because if we walk in this love, we will change California. We will change the world. I'm not kidding. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if we could get this love? And then he says, down below same john 15 he says i'm telling you these things so that my joy my jesus is saying this my joy may be in you and it will be and uh, be full the joy of jesus christ he says i can have that fullness of his joy Again, again, I can't get off that verse. I cannot get off it, that we've been invited into this unbelievable love, this unbelievable, hey, come on in. That's come on in, come on in, come on in, come on in. Last night, I had a dream. I asked, I'm like, Lord, can you give me a dream? I, I, I love getting, I've only had him a few times before I've spoken, so it's so special. Um, and, and I, I <clears throat> thank you, Lord. Um, you know, he longs. <laughs> to invite to invite you into this love so that we can invite others. If we're, if we're limping along and like, you know, always complaining or, or acting like orphans when we've been fully adopted and fully liked and fully loved and fully accepted and we don't need anyone, we don't need anyone to affirm us. Okay, yeah, should the body of Christ work like that? Yes. But if you need to be affirmed or you need a prophetic word or you need that, it's like go back to John 15 and live there and say, Lord, I choose to believe. I choose to believe that the Father loves me as much as he loves Jesus. And that, that he said, I told you these things so that, so you can have a party every day. Are you kidding me? You could, he's like, I told you these things. Can you imagine? We're giving you our love. We're giving you our love. Our love is for you. We're giving you our love. Come join our love. Come join our love, join our love. right? So he's like, he expects joy. Right? Can you imagine? Oh, that's, that's great. He loves me as much as he loves Jesus. (laughs) I felt so bad for Jesus. I know he doesn't get like, you know, I mean, bad. Like he understands. He's like, okay, there are works in progress, whatever. But can you imagine? He's like, I told you these things so that you would have the joy, the joy of Jesus. (laughs) Now, if you don't think Jesus is joyful, then, um, Um, You need to meet with somebody. And um, I'm not kidding. I didn't think Jesus was joyful before. So I thought he was really stern and really mean. And he had a list of me to-dos today. Share the gospel. Lead people to the Lord. um, Pray. Share the gospel. Share the gospel. Share the gospel. And then maybe I'll like you. That's what I thought. I'm not kidding. And I was in full-time ministry and I thought that. I thought God was mostly angry and not mostly loving. So if you go in the Gospels and you're like, I want to maybe, I don't know if I believe her. I know most of you probably do. But literally, like, if you're thinking, Jesus is joyful, go back and read the word and read the word. And plus it says, it. this thing is, I believe this book 100%. 100% I believe what Jesus said is right. That he said, if... I'm telling you these things. I'm telling you that Jesus and the Father had this, the same love between them is for you. The same love so that you would have that joy. So Lord, help us walk in that. You know, help us help us to have this explosive joy. Can you imagine if we were really walking around like that? Then and then we can love others. That's that's one of my other points is that okay, so we get this love. I didn't tell you the dream, did I? <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go back to the dream. Sorry. I have a lot to say. I'm super excited. So, um, really, really excited. Because you know what? If you get this, <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's the best news ever, isn't it? It's the best news ever that you're fully loved, fully loved, and, and you have the joy of Jesus in you. Like, that, to me, that's the best news ever, and I could just scream for like an hour about that. Oh. Right? It's so amazing. So what, what, what he wants us to do is to get healthy and to really know this love because then we can start inviting others, right? We can start inviting others and going out into the highways and the byways. And that was what my dream was last night. It was, it was like we were getting ready for a wedding. And we are, by the way. My, 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 daughter, my future daughter-in-law is right there. They're getting married on Saturday. So my son had to work, so he can't be here right now. But anyway... Um, but this dream was very different because I saw everybody getting ready for something, but it was, there was like a worship, it was like everybody out in a big open area. So there was like a worship team just singing. Then there were like homeless people. There were drug addicts. There were those that were, you know, had deformities. And even one guy came up to me, and was like, can I be in the wedding? And his whole face was caved in. And I was like, oh, um, oh, you know, and, and I had a like, I, I didn't know. I'm like, how's that going to look? Isn't that terrible in the dream? Okay, maybe I'm different in real life. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, I was like, ooh, that's really bad. I was like, ooh, wait, he's going to be standing up in front, like the deformity. And, and I just felt this um, from the Passion Translation, which I love. And anyway, it's right here. Um, in John 15, where Jesus says, um, you know, I love you this much. and I'm giving you this much joy. So deeply love one another. The same way, now this is this is the the gnarly part. The same way that Jesus loves you, he wants you to love others. Right? But we can't do that unless we have this love, right? So it's not like we have to conjure it up. I gotta be loving, I gotta be loving, I gotta be loving. It's like you receive the love, you receive his love, and you and you just pray about it. You know, just God give you grace. Keep keep staying in it and praying about it and and then and then this love will come rushing out of you. Rick fruit right fruit will you will bear fruit in John 15 again you will bear fruit as you abide so then we're able to deeply love people but I'm thinking about that a lot lady and it's a kind of a you know the love that one lays down his life for his friends kind of love it's not neutral it's not a pat on the back. It's not, hey, I'll call you. We can get together once a month. Like, that's not the kind of love we're talking about. And I'm not saying I've I'm, I'm still like, I'm, and then John 15, just like, what does this mean? What does this mean for me, my life, where I live, in my circle? What does this mean? But from the dream, I woke up and I heard, love one another deeply love one another deeply. And I could feel the father's heart like run out to the highways and the byways and, and the ones, the rich and the famous and the good looking and the popular and the cool. They're all staying home, right? In, in the, um, in Luke 14 and in Matthew 22, they're all staying home and they're like, come, we made this amazing. The King, the King, right? It's not like a it's not like I have a, like a, a dinner party. It's the king has a dinner party. Come, 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 come. No, I'm busy. I got to buy land. No, I got to help my dad. No, I got to get married. And then he's like, "Just go out everywhere then and and bring him in and, and invite him and go out, get him, get him, get him." That's what I feel like God is saying. I asked for a dream you know, for today. And that's what he's saying. Know that you're deeply loved. Know it. Own it. And then fruit will just, you know, the the living water and the the source of everything will come streaming out of you. And then you can invite people in. Because if we're broken, we're not going to be thinking about others. We're going we're gonna to barely be making it, right? And you know what? Jesus has so much for us. He wants us to fully live in f- the fullness of his love and the fullness of his joy. And then go out and get him. Go out and get him and invite him, invite him to my house, okay? I'm having the most amazing banquet. Can you go invite him? Can you go invite him? I mean, I could, just feel, I could just feel the heart of the Father this morning when I woke up. This longing, 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 longing for more. Longing for more people. Just invite him. Just invite him. Just invite him to come and experience God. Just invite him. You know, to get to know them. Let me hear your story. You know, oh, he wants you to invite. I feel it's a season of inviting. There's a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough where his spirit is is something new is coming. Some some new wave of Holy Spirit, it's it's he's coming. Cuz I had a dream, another dream, and he said, "I am which is for everybody. He said, "I'm answering every prayer you've ever prayed." That's what he said. Every prayer you've ever prayed. And I was like, oh, wait, what? Like, and I was like, ah, I just started weeping and weeping and weeping and weeping for hours and hours and hours. And then just my... my I could I could see the the Holy Spirit was like a like a wispy cloud. I could see him going every every country, every person. You know, every church, even this church. You know, I was like, "Oh, see presence like, "Okay, Lord, where are you going now?" Oh, see presence. "Okay, where are you going, vineyard?" I could see everybody then I could see people's extended families. I mean, you, we pray a lot, right? When you're driving or when you're sitting or when you're whatever it is. And he said, "I'm answering every prayer you've ever prayed." Right? Which means every <laughs> which means worldwide revival basically because that's my number one thing and that covers everything right so it's breakthrough by the way what time is it right now okay so you know breakthrough is here but i I want to encourage you that breakthrough is happening for the muslims right Breakthrough is happening. Breakthrough is coming. Keep standing firm. Keep standing firm. Get into this first commandment. Make it your thing. That Love the Lord your God with all your heart and then love others. John 15. Stay there. Stay in that because then you won't burn out. Then you won't become a people pleaser. Then you won't leave the faith because you're connected to God. When you're connected to God and you're looking at him, you're not looking at your circumstances because then you get in the swirl of your circumstances and all you can see is your problems, right? When you get the swirl of Jesus, you're just seeing his love. Oh, his love, his love. It doesn't matter what you're going through. This is the thing. I'm sure some of you have had problems in your lives, right? Maybe, right? Relationships, different things. I'm not going to go into details. Um, Anyway, I, I have had some. And what God has been saying to me lately is, it's a choice to choose to abide. Would I love to have an encounter every day for hours? Yes, to, to enable me to do that. But it's actually a choice. It's a choice. And even when I'm in pain, with some things have been going on the last few months, I, I, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm in pain right now. <laughs> like, I'm in pain, Lord. And then I'm like, I abide. I'm abiding in your love. You're, you're everything. Your love is everything. You said if I abide in you and I just focus on you, you're going to work out everything. Seek first the kingdom of God and every, everything else will be added unto you, right? So just stay in that. Choose it. I choose to remain. I choose to cling to you. I choose to hear what you're saying and not what my circumstances are saying. I choose to see what you're saying and not what my friends are saying or what the kids are saying or, or what the school is saying or what your job is saying or what your boss is saying. You are not defined, by what people say about you. You are not defined by your latest struggle. You are not defined by your financial problems. You are defined by the living God who said he loves you as much as he loves Jesus. And that Jesus is giving you the fullness of his joy. Look out world when we get revelation of this. Absolutely incredible. I always like practical. (laughs) So what I'm saying is here, Take take a scripture that you love. Take a passage. I have been in John 15 for two months. Okay, I cannot get out of it. Before it was Romans 8 for like years. But anyway, okay, so John 15, I'm in it. I'm soaking it. I'm thinking about it. I'm I'm asking God. Some of this I got from Mike Bickle, so little footnote there. Okay, so when, when something is the first commandment, do you think that means it's important? Yeah, like when something's first... Number one, Jesus said it. It should be our number one, right? So what, what should be our number Should, I shouldn't say should, huh? I'm not supposed to say should. Okay, what might be if it was a first commandment? You know, your focus, your, your number one prayer. Because I remember when I, when I first heard this, I was like, okay, what's your number one, number one prayer request every day or all through the day? What's your number one prayer? Is it that you would love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? It wasn't mine. It was revival in the Middle East and for my family and for our church. And so I was like, ooh, I need to wake up every morning, and then all through the day, ask God for grace to do that. I want to wake up. I wake up. Sometimes when you wake up, don't you feel like you get slammed with a problem? Oh, man, I went to sleep. I thought that was going to be gone in the morning. It's not. It's still there, right? And you wake up thinking about it. Ah, oh, no! You know, that wasn't a bad dream, right? So then, right then, I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, I ask for grace right now to just switch. I want to love you today with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength, right? And then I walk, and I maybe get my coffee, and all of a sudden that problem, bah, you know, in my face again. And I'm like, oh, back. Okay, grace, grace. Okay, Lord, give me the grace to focus. Then I'm driving. Oh, what does it look like to love my God with all my heart? And then he says, right now you're doing it because you're choosing to love me right now. Or what is it when someone cuts you off? Oh, right then. You can say, oh, beep, or, oh, bless him, Lord. That's what it looks like. Or, you know, whatever it is, you know. Or, you know, not choosing fear when you see someone. We love to, in the Middle East, we love to pray for people. We get words of knowledge and someone's limping along and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of nervous. I don't want to do that. Love is, I'm going to put my own inconvenience or my own fear away. And I'm choosing to love Jesus by loving that person and praying for them. So there's so many ways we can love him. We can obey him. We can let him have, before I was just thinking, I just sit here, feel my love, Lord feel my love, (laughs) feel my love. And then I realized it's like, it's obeying him and actions too, you know? So you can let him have your emotions, but there's so many more ways to love God, which is super exciting. So then you get to go on this whole treasure hunt of how do I love God today? Where can I love God today, right? So it's so exciting. These are practical ways. So I just encourage you, you know, just do that and you will start abiding. You will see your focus is off yourself and it's on the love of God, which will transform you. I saw, um, okay, I'm going to end on this. Oh, oh! I wanted, to, I wanted to give this one example that's really cool that God gave me this morning. So you guys saw The Greatest Showman, that movie? I know, I love it so much. Uh, we just saw it a few days ago. And I can't stop listening to the soundtrack either. So this morning, you know, as I was writing, I was thinking about the dream that I had. And then I was getting that uh, million, um, million Dreams, that one, that song. And God was saying, that's what it looks like when, when, when someone has a, a dream that's their number one. Well, he was obsessed with his dream, wasn't he? He was thinking about it. He was planning on it. He risked everything for it. He gave all his money for it. He risked his marriage. That wasn't good. For it. You know, his life. Everything, right? You guys saw that, right? Right? He gave everything for the circus. <laughs> right? But it was his number one dream. So you know what? Let's ask God. If you want that, let's ask God that... I wanna be that obsessed with your love. Like the greatest showman was for the for the circus. The greatest showman was for his success. Because he risked everything and he gave everything for the circus, right? So let's ask God. I want to be that obsessed. I want to wake up. How can I how can I love God today? How can I love others? Love God, love others, love God, love others. That's all we have to do all day. Love God, love seriously. So, Lord, give us that obsession. Give us, like, make me obsessed with your love. Make me obsessed with abiding in your love. You know, I, I just want to say, you know, working, working with Muslims that have become Christians keeps you really on your toes, because I can't encourage somebody if I'm not willing to do it. If I'm talking to my friend, who basically every day could die. And I'm like, yeah, no, no. I'm kind of feeling fear, you know, whatever. She's like, wait, don't you have Jesus? I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Whoops, yes, of course I do. You know, and I'm like back on the Jesus abiding, you know, swirl. So, you know, I just want to encourage you to um, just walk in this love and abide in his love and get in John 15 and, or Romans 8 and just stay there, you know, just stay there and saturate yourself. And all day you can live on audiobook and you'll get obsessed with the word of God. I pray that too because I am now. So I will give it to you, Jesse, and you can... <laughs> I just crash landed that one. <laughs> I'm like, if I don't stop now, I don't know when I will. So (laughs) that was the eloquent landing. (laughs) All right, I'm just going to pray for you guys. Oh, yeah, please stand up. Thanks. So Jesus, wow, whoa, yes. Father, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. We are so amazed at at the relationship that you want to have with us. Like there's not the elite crowd, and then then and then we get to maybe be on the side. He's like, I want you in the elite. I want you in the VIP circle, the swirl of the triune love oh lord we want it and we want to know it we want to walk in it and we want that joy too that is so crazy the joy that jesus had where no circumstances would get him down where he was a bunt with a bunch of knuckleheads and yet he still wasn't depressed so lord we just thank you jesus We thank you, Jesus, that you are joy. And we want that. We want to live. We want to abide. So I just release breakthrough. Breakthrough over circumstances. Breakthrough over where people are stuck in their relationship with you. Because when we have you, we can wait for the breakthrough in joy. When we have you, we can wait. We don't need the breakthrough. We need you. Yeah, thank you that you're in the waiting. And you're like so, like you're abundance in the waiting that we don't have to wait for our circumstances to change, experience fully your love and fully your joy. Oh, Jesus, you're so good. So I pray that release and that breakthrough in Jesus' name over every life, that today, unstuck, you're now unstuck in Jesus' name, and I just release an obsession with the love of God. I release an obsession with His joy. I release an obsession with the truth of the Word of God. I release a, I release love that casts out all fear in Jesus' name. Yes, I release every spirit of doubt. In, I cast you out in the name of Jesus, and I release truth, and I lose your light, Holy Spirit. Oh, we love you how we love you. Let us- please you please you want to please you every second let us be obsessed with loving you in jesus name
2: Ooh. come on just give god just give god praise right now just lift your voice amen come on jesus Whew. we have our prayer team come on up right now i'm in, um, Dave and Natalie said they'd be happy to pray for people. Um, if you got time, I think they have time. Um, we have a, a, an offering bucket up here. If you want to just sow into their lives and what God's doing, it's incredible soil. Just put your hand on your heart right now. Just, just remind yourself. Just if you got today's message, if you got it in, you just say, "I got it." It's, it's in me. It's in me. It's just, there's there's seeds that were planted. Really, really beautiful and powerful seeds planted today. Yeah. Just say this. Say, I'll never be the same. I'll never be the same. I'll never be the same, Jesus. Never be the same. Come on. Come on. If you just see this message, just give them a hallelujah right now. Just give a shout. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Amen. Amen. What an honor to have these two here. Um, I don't know what they're going to do next um, Next message. They, they alluded to to be different. So uh, if you really need to, if you need to go, I totally bless your Sunday. Come on up, get prayer. Um, if you want to give, that's beautiful. Uh, make your checks out to presence, but you can put their name, uh, put speaker in the, in the memo. We'll make sure it gets to them. Love you guys. It's been an awesome Sunday. God's healing people. Go out and love God and love others. Amen. Bye-bye.